This is the Real Wealth Podcast, where we explore all things wealth related. Join us on this wealth journey. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Real Wealth Podcast. I'm Alex Robertson. I'm your host. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things wealth, how to create it, how to grow it, how to protect it. And ultimately, how to understand all the different wealth strategies that are out there. The Real Wealth podcast is ultimately aimed to try and bridge the gap in the traditional education system. We don't get taught about wealth generation. We don't get taught about how to create wealth through our schooling and education. It's very much designed to create employees out the other end. They miss out a whole section that's so fundamental to your life and building wealth. Ultimately, you have to go out there and find that education yourself. That's what I did. And in my mid-30s, I got together with my, my business partner and we created a company called Real Estate Wealth Development. That company went from zero to 200 properties in two and a half years. Our property investment business then grew massively to include building, training, developments, We now have a fairly substantial group, which has all came from that initial education we got on how to create wealth. I had a successful corporate career for 12, 13 years where I was on a six-figure salary. I had a great career, but I had no understanding of how to build my own wealth. Every time I got a bit of extra money, I spent it. And ultimately, that led to a a massive gap in, in my life. I had no wealth. I created nothing for myself. And we had to readdress that in our 30s. It took me to my mid-30s and I really hope for other people that we can get that education much earlier and have a real good chance at growing wealth uh, earlier in your in your years. Ultimately, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the four C's in wealth, how to control it, how to create it, how to compound it, and how to conserve it for the long term. We're not only going to be talking about property, that's my background, we're going to be talking about all sorts of other wealth creation strategies out there and I'm going to be speaking to a lot of different experts that really know their shit on how to build massive wealth. So without further ado, let's get into it. I think it's important to start with giving you a little bit of background into me and, and how I ended up building the business that myself and, and my business partner, Laurie Duncan, have real estate wealth development. Throughout my uh, early years, I had a really happy upbringing, but fairly working class. We lived in a good area. Um, I had great parents that were very protective over me, but ultimately, I was very well aware that whilst being in a good position, you know, we were at the lower end of the wealth spectrum and, and there was things in life that I wanted. I seen other families with, with the nice shiny two cars and they had their, their speedboats and, you know, they had these other things in life that, that I craved uh, from a young age. And for me, it was all about, right, how am I going to get to that level? And through the traditional education system, you're taught that, you know, you need to get a good job to get those things. So you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be an accountant. Those those were the options that were presented to me. And being the logical person I am, I, I said, OK, let's go for accountancy. Went to university, ended up getting a really good corporate job out of it. And through my 20s, uh, I travelled the world. I spent about 15 years abroad. I travelled from, from Norway to Russia, Azerbaijan. I spent several years in Norway, Spain, Tunisia, you know, I had a really great career. But throughout that entire time, I was building someone else's business. I had no understanding of how to improve my own financial situation. And it all led to a point when I was in my early 30s where I had ultimately got to a stage where I wanted to settle down, start having kids. And 
I didn't have that flexibility because I was completely at the behest of a corporate organisation, whether they wanted me in Russia or Tunisia or Spain. I had to go really a difficult environment to start bringing up uh, kids. So I had to start rethinking my life and, and rethinking uh, how I was going to approach the future because that lifestyle w- wasn't going to change with, with that uh, job that I had. I had to create something for myself. I started educating myself on other ways to make money and other ways to, to grow your wealth column. And that's what led me to, to property. It led me to, to spend a lot of time with Laurie Duncan, who was also on a similar journey. And we'll talk with Laurie at some point later in the podcast. Him and I got together. We started banding about ideas and, and ultimately we came up with real estate wealth development. And, and that property business grew massively over the next few years. The real game changer for me throughout my education and wealth was reading a book by Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Now, a lot of people have heard about this book. A lot of people talk about it. It's the first book we tell people to read when they come to start learning property investment from us because it's so fundamental. The best way I can explain it is that scene in The Matrix where Neo is given the option of taking the red pill that will open his eyes to the reality of the world or take the blue pill and go back to being part of the system and and having really no idea of what's going on around them. Rich Dad Poor Dad was, was the red pill for me. It opened my eyes to the reality of finance and wealth and and how to grow wealth and and how the system rigs it to keep you at a level where you're an employee, you don't understand tax, you don't understand how to create wealth. And there's some really important key learnings from Rich Dad Poor Dad that, that is so important that people understand in the wealth journey. The first of which is the importance of a financial education, understanding the basics of how money works. Very simple lessons like not spending more than you earn. Before you can create any serious wealth, you, you need to start creating money. You need to understand what is an asset, what is a liability, and how to grow your funds, right? And that's that's another one of the major learnings, put simply, assets versus liabilities. Now, now I was a, a, an accountant, you know, I studied accountant finance at university and then became a chartered management accountant. I understood a balance sheet, I understood how to analyze the wealth of a company and, and the potential of a company through its financial statements. I understood all of that, but put very fundamentally in Rich Dad Poor Dad, assets versus liabilities. An asset is something that puts money in your pocket. A liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. It couldn't be more simple than that. But when you start to think about that in your own terms, one of the examples of this is given is most people think their house is an asset. But month on month, your house takes money out of your pocket because you have to pay your mortgage, you have to pay the interest on it. It can be an asset in the long term if you decide to sell it and realize the capital, but generally you're just buying another liability because you're going to buy another house to to stay in. So this is the fundamental understanding that, that there are things that you may think or perceive as being assets. Cars are sometimes referred to as assets, but they're depreciating assets that lose value every year. You need to understand the difference between what is an asset, something that's putting money in your pocket, and what is a liability. And it's put very simply and very beautifully in Rich Dad Poor Dad. So I think that was a really important learning, even for someone who came from an accountancy background, understanding that some of the things that you perceive or maybe classified as assets really aren't because they're not putting money in your pocket. Understanding that that there is a serious power in, in mindset. Money is a very emotional thing. 
you know, people want things in life, they want to spend it, whether they can afford it or not, they make financial decisions through their life and it can be very emotional. So if you can't master your mindset, you can't master your money. It's as simple as that. Huge value in taking risks. You are paid a premium as an entrepreneur to take risks that other people won't. Elon Musk is an example, you know, the, the businesses that he's built, massive moonshots, literally moonshots with, with uh, SpaceX, electric cars trying to make it for the masses. He's taken huge risks with his own personal finance. He made a lot of money through PayPal and reinvested it in several companies, not just one, not just Tesla, but SpaceX, Solar City, that are massive moonshots. They can change the world, but there's, there's more likelihood in failure than there is in success. And that's where understanding the risk profile comes. If you're not willing to take the risks, then you're unlikely to get the big rewards at the other end. The other thing that Robert Kiyosaki talks about in the book is the importance of passive income, making money while you sleep. I think it was Warren Buffett that says, if you don't make money while you sleep, you'll be working for the rest of your life. And it's so true. It's understanding that there are ways to make passive income. It's not this mystical thing where you don't have to exchange your time for money. And in fact, one of one of the things that I took away from, from Rich Dad Poor Dad, more than anything, is, is what we call the ESBI quadrant. So E stands for employee. That's where you exchange your time for money and you work for someone else. S, the next on the scale, self-employed, where you're still exchanging your time for money, but ultimately you're not working for someone else, you're working for yourself. But it's still limited by the amount of time that you can spend creating income. Your time is exchanged for money. Then you've got the next level up, which is business owners, where you start to extrapolate other people's time for money. You have people working for you, they make you money. The more people you have working for you, theoretically, the more you can make as, as you grow. So it's, it's that exchange. But you're still very much involved in the business. You're still, to a degree, exchanging your time for money because you need to manage the business. You need to make sure things are, are working right and you are actually profitable with, with all that work that's going on. But the final level, the ultimate level of this ESBI quadrant is to get to investor level where money makes money, where you reinvest your funds to continue to make money. And as you grow, compounding kicks in and you can extrapolate your wealth exponentially. So he talks about the ESBI quadrant and, and ultimately this 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 achievement of passive income, of becoming an investor where you are earning on your money and, and it doesn't involve any time exchange. Your time becomes free, your life becomes your own and, and you can you can spend your time doing the things that you want to do in life because you have this level of passive income. So we'll talk about various different passive income strategies as we go through the Real Wealth Podcast. I'll get some guests in who have expertise in various different ways to make passive income. We're not just going to be focused on property, albeit that's where my skills lie, that's where Laurie's skills lie, that's where real estate wealth development has built its business. But there's a lot of practical and actionable tips within Rich Dad Poor Dad that can help you along your wealth journey. And that's always the starting point is to understand wealth, understand your own financial situation and take it from there. So that's that's Rich Dad Poor Dad. If any of you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Like I say, it was like a, a red pill for me. It opened my eyes to the system and the fact that the traditional education system just doesn't teach any of this stuff. It doesn't teach you how to manage your money. It doesn't teach you how to grow your funds. It doesn't teach you how to invest it. It, it, it doesn't teach any of this stuff. It does, you know, one of one of Robert Kiyosaki's famous sayings is there are two things that separate the rich and the poor. It's debt and taxes, where poor people uh, take on debt 
to buy things that they can't, they don't need necessarily and they can't afford. They don't understand taxes. They have no understanding of taxes whatsoever because ultimately the system is built that way. You know, most employees are on PAYE system, so the money is taken before you've even made it. The only way you know you've made your salary is it's because it's written on a piece of paper somewhere. But the tax has been taken before you've received any cash. E- even in the US, they have to submit annual tax returns. Everybody does. Not in the UK. In the UK, you're on the PAYE system. You don't even have to think about tax. You can go your whole life understanding nothing about tax. When in reality, and we'll talk about this in a future podcast, around about 70 pence in every pound you make is going to the tax man in various different ways through direct tax, indirect tax, stealth tax, all, all other sorts of tax. And we'll talk about that in a, a lot more detail. But two-thirds of your life, you're working for the government. Not having a fundamental understanding of tax is what leads people to be in, you know, at the, at the lower end of the wealth spectrum. And, and in contrast, rich people, they use good debt to buy assets and grow their wealth. Debt, is, debt can be a wonderful thing. It can massively accelerate your wealth journey if you know how to use it. But you need to know the fundamentals of wealth management you need to know what is a good asset to buy how it's going to grow and debt can just be a wonderful tool to leverage it for so many people their objective in life is to pay off their mortgage but the reality is a mortgage is usually the cheapest interest rate you can get on any type of loan what you should be doing is maximizing your mortgages to then invest that in further assets and grow your asset column significantly and create passive income now Fair warning, this is not financial advice, right? I'm just talking about my own experiences and some of the things that we've done in the past, but ultimately there are so many ways to create wealth that the rich understand and the poor don't. The other thing that separates the rich from the poor is taxes and understanding of taxes, right? So the, the rich understand how to protect the wealth through companies, through trusts, through foreign investment, through all sorts of incentives that are out there. When you understand tax, you can understand how to avoid it. And, and the rich do that very well. We talk about Amazon, whether or not it's ethical, pay very little in tax because of the way their business is structured. You know, through property investment, there's all sorts of tax avoidance strategies that we talk about in our advanced training course of how to pay very little tax, but still continue to grow your assets through companies. It's become even more uh, important recently, particularly for property investment, because you've got this section 24 where effectively you can't deduct Uh, get full tax deduction of your mortgage interest from your rental uh, costs. That means people who aren't investing in property through a company get hit with these massive bills if they're higher rate tax earners in in their day jobs. So tax planning is is a huge part of this and it's something that we're going to be covering uh, throughout the Real Wealth podcast. I'm going to have a few tax experts on talking about different ways that even the average person can avoid tax. So that's hugely important. Again, Robert Kiyosaki's big statement, two things differentiate the rich and the poor debt and taxes. Understand, master those things, and it can massively help in your wealth journey. So that's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Really recommend that anybody reads it. It'll open my eyes, and I'm sure it will for you. So let's talk about the four C's of wealth. We're going to be focusing in on these in various different episodes to different degrees, but fundamentally we're talking throughout this podcast and all the different episodes we're going to have about the four season wealth. So firstly, how to control wealth, how to manage your wealth. If you haven't had any 
historical financial education, then it's really important that you get that base knowledge, like I talked about with Rich Dad Poor Dad and all the teachings from them. There's so many other books and some of them will feature throughout this that really give you that fundamental understanding of how to build wealth. Until you manage to control your wealth, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to grow any serious wealth. Who's going to invest in you when you can't even manage your own? And Ultimately, through our, our own uh, upbringings, wealth is money is it's a really emotional thing. People make decisions based on emotions when they're dealing with their personal finances. Like I say, I was an accountant, so I was very good at making financial decisions for businesses. But when it came to making my own financial decisions, it was driven way too much by emotion. In my early 20s, I had a little flat uh, when I was at university, and then I got a job, and Okay, then I wanted a car, I was starting to make a bit more money, my mates were going out all the time, I didn't ever want to be in a situation where I said, look guys, I can't go out this weekend, I'll sit in while you go out because I don't have any money. That's when the wonderful world of credit cards come in, you start building up a bit of credit card debt and it just goes from there because you're spending more than you make because you don't want to have to make those difficult decisions in life, you don't want to sit in the house while everybody else is out having fun and that's where the fundamentals of management start to escape you from a very early age. Most people go through this in life where they start to get a little bit more money, they want a bigger house, they want a better car, and it goes through that cycle. You know, you're always trying to strive for more, then the kids come along and the costs rank up, and then all of a sudden you're having to take out more credit cards to to cover the, the growing expense column, or you have to work overtime and that's not sustainable in the long term because you're just exchanging your time for money. Eventually you run out of time so you can't generate any more money. That's the first most fundamental C. It's the start of your journey. Understand how to control your own finances. Be honest and open with yourself about what you're spending. So many people put a budget together every month for their finances and they never go back at the end of the month and say, right, what have I actually spent? How am I performing versus that budget? Because ultimately, more often than not, we know we haven't achieved it. We, we know we haven't kept to it. And and that leads to this, this, this blind ignorance where you don't actually want to understand your current situation. You know, there's been examples of people come to us and say, you know, they're spending somewhere in the region of £2,000 a month. And when you sit down with them and review it, they're actually spending 50% more than that on all these other things that aren't in their budget that, that accumulate over the month, the coffee here, the day out there, the, the, the dinner here and there. If you're not accounting for those things and being honest with yourself, then you are going to end up spending more than, than you earn. You are going to start building that bad debt. It's going to be very hard to start your wealth journey. The next C is create creation of wealth. There are so many strategies out there. It can be really confusing. And when you listen to a lot, a lot of other wealth podcasts, they talk about things for advanced investors where they'll bamboozle you with terminology when you're talking about stocks and shares. They'll be talking about uh, collateralized debt obligations, mortgage-backed securities, all this stuff that's just really confusing for people starting out there. So we, we're going to try and break through some of that. And when we're talking about all these wealth strategies like cryptocurrency, like investing in stocks and shares, like investing in property, building a business, entrepreneurship. We're going to give people really practical advice. We're going to break it down to an understandable level so you can genuinely get started from a point of understanding. There's so much to do with creation of wealth that it's important to focus in on a, a strategy. Although we're going to cover a broad range of strategies throughout this podcast, the importance is to understand what strategy is right for you and how you're going to genuinely go and build 
the fundamental question is, start with why. Simon Sinek book, actually, really good book, but if you don't understand why you're doing something, if you don't have a greater meaning behind your wealth creation journey, it's going to be really hard to achieve it because the journey is not easy. You know, this this journey of entrepreneurship for Laurie and I has been super tough. There's, there's a lot of mental challenges, a lot of mindset issues to get over, a lot of fear to work through. And if you don't have a big enough why, then ultimately it's going to be very difficult to succeed. So so creating a wealth strategy for you is also about understanding you as a person, understanding what is going to drive you to get out of the bed in the morning and put in the extra hours to create this wealth. So we're going to have a lot of different uh, discussions on the both the strategies but also the challenges and, and hopefully will help you towards understanding what is the right strategy for you to create your own wealth journey. Okay, so the, the third C is compounding. Understanding the wonderful, wonderful rules of compounding. When you start to grow wealth, how quickly that wealth can accumulate. You know, if you look at things on a, a standard basis, even if you are earning 50 grand a year on a pretty good salary, and you say, I'm going to spend... Uh, a certain amount of salary, but I'm going to keep 10% every year as savings, right? So that's good. That's a decent amount to start. That's £5,000 a year going into your savings account. Over 10 years, that's 50 grand. Over 20 years, that's 100 grand. It's it's not a lot of money, you know, ultimately. But when you start to bring compounding in, when your money that you've saved starts making money, the interest that you're getting from the investments that you've made also become new soldiers out there making you money. When your money starts to compound and make money, that's where it gets really interesting. And and the best example of this is what they call the penny multiplier, where you have the option of a million pounds today or a penny multiplying every day for 30 days. And when you do the maths, at the end of the 30 days, you have 5.3 million. But interestingly, on day 14, you have less than 100,000 pounds. It's the power of compounding that as you start to make serious money, you can use that money to then make more serious money and grow exponentially. That's the power of compounding. We talk about it in property. If you take a portfolio like ours that's maybe around about £10 million and and today you're sitting at a debt of, say, 65% loan to value. So your debt level is at at £6.5 Asset level is at £10 Now, in 1880, uh, sorry, 1980, property prices in Scotland were about an average of £15,000. Today, 40 years on, more than 40 years on, they're sitting at an average of about £180,000. Now, that equates to a 6% year-on-year growth rate, roughly, what we call a CAGR, compound annual growth rate. So if you extrapolate that out, you're sitting today at £10 of assets, then those assets will double in value every 12 years. So in 12 years' time, they're going to be worth 20 million. In 24 years' time, they're going to be worth 40 million. In 36 years' time, you know, they're going to, they're going to be worth 80 million. And the debt level, assuming you don't refinance, stays the same. So you're growing huge wealth just through compounding growth year on year. That's massive. That's, and that's without doing anything. It's fairly passive. So this is understanding that when you start to create some wealth, that can grow and compound and extrapolate very quickly into serious wealth. That's how the rich get richer. We talk about that a lot. Rich get richer, poor get poorer. Compounding is is the wonderful way in which 
you start to build wealth and it grows and extrapolates exponentially over time. So ultimately, the, 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 the key lesson here is the sooner you get started, the greater you can achieve on your wealth journey. You know, we, we talk to young guys. In fact, I'm, I'm going to have a young guy, young entrepreneur coming on the podcast soon who is at 22 making massive moves. If I think to Laurie and I at 22, I was nowhere near that mindset. We could have achieved so much more by now if we'd started early. But we weren't there. We, we didn't have the education. We didn't have any entrepreneurs around us. We had no one to teach us this stuff. So for him, it's massive. If he starts building his wealth column at 22 and he's got all this education, such a smart guy, you know, he's, his potential is, is limitless. Whereas, you know, Laurie and I are a bit older. We're, we've started our journey a bit later. It is going to be a bit more of a, a limit growth, albeit we have massive plans. So the power of compounding and ultimately understanding the sooner you get started, the better. Wealth creates wealth. The rich get richer. The sooner you start, the, the, the further you can go. So that's the third C. The fourth C is conserve. Now, I've thrown this one in because I think it's really important. Certainly for Laurie and I, when we started on our business journey, we were talking about generational wealth. We weren't talking about just making our life better. We wanted to create wealth for the generations of our family where our kids can benefit from this. And that, again, leads to a tax issue because when you die, you know, things can get very complicated. You've got inheritance tax, which is huge at 40%. But again, it's understanding that there are ways around these things. You can put things in a trust environment where, you know, you can protect your wealth for the generations. But not only that, not only can you protect it from the tax man, you can protect it from, from your children as well. So, so they are getting the financial education they need before they get access to that money be, so that they're not just going to waste it. Ultimately, conservation of wealth has, has been a big focus for us. We've structured our companies in such a way to make sure that we're going to conserve our wealth for the long term. So I think that's an important point. It's, it's maybe one of the smaller points in the four C's, but it's something that, that's still really important when you think about con conservation of your wealth. You don't want to go through a lifetime. You want to create some sort of legacy to leave. You don't want to go through a lifetime where ultimately you achieve great things, but it's all gone within a generation. So conservation is, is a big focus when you get further down the line in your wealth journey. So that's been the four C's in wealth. Throughout the Real Wealth podcast, we're going to be exploring all the four C's in much more detail. We're going to have guests on who are specialists in various different areas and help ultimately to build your journey towards wealth creation. So I've been Alex Robertson. This has been The Real Wealth Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me on this wealth journey. <laughs>